afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today on the BCMO Tech Tuesday. This is our 47th episode. This is amazing, almost a year of this. I'm in a very cool location. You hear the noise going in the background, it's awesome. I'm here actually at Trom Piston. See that, this is one for 300Z. This actually is a boosted application, even though with high compression, which is awesome. So thank you so much for joining me. As you can see in the background, there's some hot machines going, some pistons and rods getting ready to get shipped out. It's awesome, I'm so excited to be here because no one's really, really seen this location. No one's seen really what's going on. Hello, Sam. How are you? Good to see you. This is the same place, Sam, where your pistons were done. Hopefully, you guys can hear me properly without the machine noise in the background. Hello, Richard. Chop! Good afternoon, sir. I will be seeing you in less than a month. I definitely have to get together with you in Vegas. Yes, 47 tech sessions. Absolutely, guy. Hello, Dippin' D. Fallon SRT. Thank you for joining me. Inject tuning, you're so kind. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you for joining our channel, the Beast Motor channel. Please continue to subscribe. We have this coming up every week where we capture all the questions that come in live. Good afternoon to you, Liam. On Instagram, but for those of you listening on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, you can also have the opportunity to take care of this and listen to it when you're doing other things, whether you're working in a garden, building an engine, sleeping, driving, using a loo, whatever the case may be. Oh, I got a good question here. Um, yeah, I'm doing well with SEMA, Arnie. It's, it's, it's challenging, but um, it's going to be really crazy. <coughs> Different, I'm doing well. Eddie's doing great. The babies are doing great. And Cuba and Kobe, the family is fantastic. My mom's visiting the country, so I'll be going to the airport from here, which is not too far. I'm actually here in, uh, I guess this would be considered, I guess the borderline of Arbor City, thereabout. It's pretty nice. Uh, thank you so much, Fabs. I'm here absolutely every Tuesday. Hello, GTA. Hello, Josh. I am here at Trump Pistons. Here's a set of their beautiful pistons. This is the piston company that I use for all of my builds, whether it's Porsches, Hondas, Hyundais, you name it. This is a Nissan piston for 300ZX Turbo, which is pretty nice. AJ, across the pond. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much. Thumb up to you as well, Lee, by all means, you know. Um, WRC cars, it depends. They've done both. They use hydraulic. Some teams have used electric. Some have used a combination of electric and hydraulic, where electronically you actuate the pump instead of direct mechanical from the engine itself. And actually, that same uh, setup is what I use on our center seat Porsche, which is pretty nice, you know. Absolutely deep and deep. You have impeccable taste. Hey, Eddie. She's here, but she's waving, which is great. <laughs> so thank you so much. And guys, you know what? AJ. Hey, Dark AJ. Good to see you. Um, Dark Wraith, I know you had a question. His question, Dark Wraith's question was, is there any book, and hopefully you guys can hear me, is there any book that someone can study or read to learn about camshaft concepts? Now, I am, even though I love engineering and that's my background, as a fellow enthusiast, I want to be able to provide you material that doesn't go too much over your head, that's not too difficult to understand. And Ricky, I'm gonna get to that question in a moment. The one book that is also done by another engineer, but is really, really broken down so that anyone can understand easily, is the How to Build Horsepower Volumes 1 and 2 by Dr. David Vizard. So if you get that book, it talks a lot about lift, duration, lobe separation angle, and all those things, and how it really does a good job in allowing you to design a camshaft for your type of, type of build, which is great, you know? So EJ8, yes, definitely. David Vizard's How to Build Horsepower Volumes 1 and 2. It really breaks it down, even has dyno charts to show the influence of duration and lift, which is very, very nice. Hello, OG, OSG, thank you so much. And by all means, that book is so good, you can really learn a lot from that. It's something that helped me, even as an engineering student, to better understand the concepts of camshaft design, which is great, you know? Oh, Icebox, I look forward to that, by all means. It's always good to see you indeed, Lorenzo, you know? So an SR20DET, I haven't built one in-house, Richard, but I've tuned tons of them. So that being said, you can have a lot of reliable power with that if you tune it right, which is great. Yeah, there is a volume two, Cade, absolutely. Love you too as well, Flash Flores, thank you so much. Hello, Mr. Pepe, good seeing you. Thank you for joining us. And the question came up earlier about my wagon that I should bring it back. Well, you'd be pleased to know that I am bringing the wagon back bigger, better, and faster. And above and beyond that, it's in paint right now. So it should be coming back to the facility soon. Um, our friend from Super Street are documenting it. The guys from AEM Induction, AEM Filtration, they're also doing it as well. Um, H22 cams, do you need some Honda? Let me know, I can help you out. Thank you so much. The wagon, I have a weird feeling 
that our new wagon is going to be crazier and more popular than the Odyssey, which is pretty crazy, you know? EJ8, I may make you very happy. Yes, Composite Body is going to see him. It's going to be a lot of work because I may not get that car back for another week and a half or so. So it's going to be madness trying to put everything together to get it running and get it to SEMA, which is pretty interesting, you know? Yes, Petit, I'm working on quite a few projects. Um, the wagon, we have something that we're doing with Hyundai. I also have a few Porsches we're working on as well. It's pretty crazy, you know? And I'm already starting the process to start working on that crazy 190E um, manual gearbox uh, Mercedes that's coming soon, you know? Rear suspension, um, we're trying to, we're doing coilovers, of course. I'm using something, if I, if I tell you too much AJ, I'll give a lot away because I want to be secretive, but a lot of spherical bearings, um, a lot of high durometer bushings, and a lot of aluminum, I can say that. How's that, you know? Um, it's going to be crazy. By all means, it may be the craziest thing I've ever done, you know? I'm almost ready high class, not quite, you know? Um, I don't have a boot there, so you'll see cars in the Momo boots from us, and you'll see cars in Canon AEM filtration, by all means, you know? Oh, EJ8, I'm glad you like Pure All. I love those guys too. Their stuff is really good. Whether you're breaking in or for your regular feel, I have never, ever, ever seen a compound that great. And if you're not on Pure All, you guys need to jump on it by all means, you know? Oh, Project SI as well. See, so many great uh, experiences, just like mine. I was skeptical as hell before, but then I tried and I loved it. It's great. I can't believe these guys. They know what they're doing. It's absolutely fantastic. Hello, Porsche. Good seeing you, you know? Um, would I always drive a B-Series okay? Actually, both, but I'm more partial to the K because of new technology and the head flow is much better, you know? Hello, Street Racer Jones. How are you, you know? Oh, I know, real-time four-wheel drives are awesome. What? K Negron, 888, you said that they stole yours last week? I'm, that's crazy. See, what is the world coming to where they're now stealing wagons? That's, that's ridiculous. I'm so sorry to hear that. We gotta be careful out there. This Honda market is out of control, you know? Oh, good, Project SI. I hope that they, they took care of you. I'm so glad to hear that. And Project SI has a 1.5T, and our partners, one of our partners wanted to help them with a clutch, and by all means, that was great. I know, Mr. Paper, that is horrible. That is horrible. And guys, for those of you who are just coming in, I see quite a few of you here. Um, I am at Trom Pistons in Harbor City, the borderline of Harbor City, and like Torrance, the South Bay area. And this right here is one of the pistons you can see there. This is a 300ZX. Piston, turbo, high compression turbo. It's gonna be very, very efficient, which is great. Um, and I use them on all my Porsches, on my Hondas, the Hyundais. I love their stuff. These guys, there's quite a few machines back here running. I want to be in the machine shop, not in the office. So forgive me for all the noise here. Happy Tuesday to you as well, AJ. Good seeing you. Um, let's see. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Oh, Liberty has nothing with Mazda yet. It's coming. I'm in meetings with them almost every week. I was there yes, um, last week, and we'll be seeing them soon, so I will keep you posted, but I guarantee if, you do some, if we do something, it's gonna be spectacular. The people from Mazda are pretty cool. They're very nice people indeed, you know? Um, so, I see a great question here. I am asking, hey BC, is it possible to time a twin turbo setup whereby the turbo spool at different RPM ranges to reduce turbo lag? Yes, there is. So, EM, that's almost like saying something like a sequential uh, turbo system. It is very possible. And you can use devices as simple as a flapper system, or you can use some type of um, management system to allow you to inject one to the other with veins connecting them together. So yes, it's possible, and manufacturers have done that for quite a while. You even see something very similar as we the Mazda in the old R7, which is pretty interesting, you know? Yes, Composite, from is awesome, and we're gonna bring the chief engineer here very soon, so I can tell you about some new stuff coming out. And what I've noticed here is that they have a great partnership with our friends from Eagle Rods. So they have some really cool retaining assemblies for, wow, you think of everything from the S2000 to the B-Series and the K-Series to even Subarus. They have some cool retaining assemblies for piston rods and cranks, like a whole, a whole package deal with Subies as well, which is pretty exciting. So I'm so happy to see that they're doing a wonderful thing, you know? So Josh is asking, what apprenticeship would I say is the best electrical, mechanical, paint technician, or panel technician? Paint technician or panel technician, it depends. Okay, Josh, let me help you answer your question even further. And this is for all of you as well. You have to be passionate about something that you love. So I'm a huge advocate of doubling down on your talent. My talent growing up as a child was I loved figuring things out. I loved being able to take something and improve on it. I can take things apart, even as a young child, and put it back together and find ways to make it even better. And that allowed me to double down on my talents. And that's something you should do. If you love painting, 
if you love figuring things out and putting things together, if you love everything electronics, don't spread yourself thin. Double down on your talents. It'll make you extremely successful. And don't care what anyone else says. Stay focused on it, and you can be very successful financially and otherwise. That puts you in a position where you can love what you do. And you know what they say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, which is very important and very, very true, you know? Um, yes, absolutely, I have for B-Series Honda. Hello, I owe you a call, Pro Phoenix. We need to talk very soon. It's been just crazy when we're running around and the cars, it's just bananas at the office, which is pretty interesting, you know? Okay, do you think it's better to engineer, it's possibly the better engineer that race through nitromethanol? Yes, nitromethane is a very, is a fuel that can be extremely, how should I say, uh, unpredictable. So there are many ways to make a better fuel than that. There are many ways to even create a fuel that, it may be expensive, but a fuel that has a more, a better oxygenate, oxygenating uh, capability to make more power, because air is the key, primarily, the 21% oxygen in atmospheric air is the key to making power when combined with fuel. So there is a better way of doing that, absolutely. But it's not cheap. So, um, are the pistons one-offs or do they stock them on the shelf? They have both. Um, we'll ask that question again to one of the chief engineers when he comes by here, very good guy. And um, they do both. But one good thing is that their pistons are awesome. It's the one company that I partner with where if I provide a design, it comes back to me better than I even anticipated. Look at how beautiful this is. This is a standard turbo piston for 300 Nissan. Look at how gorgeous this is. Everything from barber leaf to look at how thick it is inside here for great crown strength. Look at how the reliefs are inside the piston itself. Look at how, it's just beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. And they, even you can see here closely, they etched the name of the shop that's buying it. They, they take attention detail to the next level which is really, really exciting, and I love them very much, you know? Um, ooh, so I was just saying I need to make a turbo kit for 9th Gen V6, 6-feet Accord. I would love to if the demand is there. It takes so much effort and resource to build these kits, but by all means, if demand is there, I'll be more than happy to do it, you know? So, right-hand drive, most hated sets. We'd love to get some information on your wagon. I have a J-Swap CV6, could use some input on management. Wow. So. Would you like the old wagon or the one I'm building now? Because the one I'm building now is even bananas. And if you want the one that I'm building now, you may have to wait for three weeks only, and I'll release all kind of information. Now, if you want the old wagon, I can tell you now, which is not a problem whatsoever, you know? Um, Sport Motorsports, I must be honest with you, I haven't reviewed the criteria for the Honda Challenge for YouTube. I haven't. I've been so slammed, but I need to. And if it's appealing, I love challenges. I love to be able to participate, you know? Um, working with anything on the 1.5 liter tur um, turbo, yes, quite a bit. So, I worked very closely with the guys from K-Tuner. We've done some testing with the guys from Hondata. But the K-Tuner, we went really crazy with it. We now have access to, and we tested with great success, downpipes and cat deletes for the 1.5T. We even got a car from Honda pre-production and post-production, and that car was in-house with us for two months. I need to post the videos and show our, what, we, what we figured out. Um, Dippin' Deep is saying M1 versus Nitro. So M1 is just pure methanol. It passes all the water tests, which is very nice, and that's from VP. Nitromethane is a totally different thing. It's, it's what a lot of top fuel guys use. It is not as easy to combust or to keep controlled combustion, and you need a lot more fuel volume to make it work. Some people tend to combine little, a little bit of, some fuels out there commercially available that combine a little bit of nitromethane and M1. But M1 is really the pure methanol that you can use for any sanctioning body that does test for it. If you go to M3 or M5, those contain oxygenates and will not pass the standard water test that they do for NHRA and other sanctioning bodies, which is pretty nice, you know? Um, no, I'm not in the Bay Area, Fast Flores. I am actually here in Harbor City at Trump Pistons. You can see the piston set I have here. You can see the boxes right there behind me. I'm at that machine shop. You can hear all the machines going, a lot of CNCing, pistons being made as we speak, you know, which is pretty cool. Yes, Barry's here, hello, SB. So SB Machine Shop has been a great advocate for us. They've done some wonderful things with head work for us. I really like them. I can't wait to put their stuff to the test. So our better on this team are great guys indeed, you know? Hello, Woke, good seeing you, thank you so much. Wow, so much, what did I think of the new Supra? So Woke Studios, I like it. Even though I know a lot of our, our fellow enthusiasts are not very excited about the combination of technology between BMW and Toyota, but it really helps cut costs. 
And I love the new Super so much. Don't be surprised if I end up playing with one. I really, I think it's going to be the next level when it comes to everything we love in terms of design and capability with the older Mark IVs. So I'm pretty excited about that, you know, by all means, you know? Um, so Josh, I was at Mazda last week. Um, to be honest with you, I believe it was last week. Was it Thursday? Last week, Thursday. And a lot of information was shared that I have to keep to myself, but I can tell you one thing. The Rotary is coming back as a range extender for an EV setup, which is pretty nice, you know? Hello, Jeremiah, I need to call you soon. We need stickers, Jeremiah, by all means. We need quite a few of them, plenty indeed, you know? Oh, wonderful, WRX, see, WRX, another great candidate, someone else who had a great experience with Purell. Guys, the guys from Purell, their stuff is awesome. I think this shirt even has it here, I have their hat. This is a compound that I've never, ever, ever experienced with any oil on the planet. It's a combination of Group 4 and Group 5 base stocks, and the added pack is ridiculous. You know what I used to experience before? We were just talking about methanol recently. A lot of my cars run E85. Some of my race cars run on methanol. And the old oils I used to use, everything out there I tried, it would degrade so easily. And my bearings would spiderweb. Well, you have these weird spiderwebs on my bearings. They don't last. When I upgraded to Purell, and they came to me as a customer for me to test the oil, when I tested it, I couldn't believe the compound. It was spectacular. I didn't have the problems I had anymore with my bearings. I made more power and my oil temps went down significantly. So after a while, I begged them to be a dealer. And fast forward to today, I'm a dealer for Purell. I even extended my, my pricing, the pricing that I can get, which is really good, to all of you. So you can get it much cheaper from BC Motor than Amazon. Because I think on Amazon, it's like $21 a quart. On my side, it's like $14. So a quart. Long extended change intervals, it's awesome. Guys, you need to try it. You can feel and hear the difference. It's amazing stuff. Aerospace technology for the street, which is awesome. And track too, you know? Oh, so Libicus, you said you're late. He's asking what's new with the wagon. Wagon's in paint. All fabrication is done. I can tell you what I can tell you now. Cage is done, which is great. Um, the vehicle's gonna have a very interesting, put it this way, I did a five-lug conversion on it, which is pretty cool. Also, something I always wanted to do on a wagon. Um, it's going to have a very interesting gearbox. I can say that. Um, it's going to be sick. <laughs> and it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a color that I'm very well known for, but with a different, a different uh, take on it. Very elegant, you know? Um, Red Plan is asking, is 85 ethanol worth it? Yes, it is. So what I've seen with 85 is anywhere from a 5 to 8% improvement in power on NA applications compared to regular petrol or gasoline. And on turbo applications, I pushed pump ethanol north of 40 PSI. So it allows me to have a cost-effective way of making power. It's commercially available and it's really nice. It cools down the intake charge very nicely. And I can really get away with some very high intake temperatures with an inefficient intercooler with E85 that can never do with gasoline. So it really widens my tuning window very nicely. I love it very much. It's definitely worth it. You do want to upgrade your fuel lines, so I tend to run Teflon-coated lines uh, majority of the time. And uh, if I have older setups where I have an older fuel system, let's say something in the 80s and 90s, I would tend to change my filter very often or whenever I can upgrade my fuel lines indeed, you know? Can you make 500 on D16 Z6 sleeves is what Ray Lauren is asking. Yes, you can, but not for long. So my rule of thumb, and I've had vast experience with the D series, is whenever you're pushing north of 350, you may want to look into some kind of structural integrity for your sleeves because they do tend to fracture. And when you go past 750 to the wheels, you need to find some kind of bracing for the block because you will crack the block. I know this from experience. Hello, heavy foot. Good seeing you, you know. Yep, sleeve it. Dip and deep is right. Absolutely, sleeve that thing. Hello, Marty, my new neighbor. <laughs> Good seeing you. Thank you so much, Pepe. You're so kind, you know. So limit on stock 9697 turbo engines, real world horsepower. So the stock turbo, so what I've seen is that the pistons can handle quite a bit. If you're talking about 9697 turbos, they're very similar. One has a standard style um, compressor wheel, the other one has a variable vane. The rods are very similar. So what we've seen is that when you go past 650 wheel, um, thereabouts, even with a good tune, the rods start bending. So you want to stay in the 600 to 650 range. You can sometimes push to seven, but you're on borrow time. After that, you want to upgrade the pistons and rods at a minimum, and you'll push that thing to a thousand without fault. So I hope that helps, you know? Young Zunho, I'll be more than happy to sponsor your course. Send me a proposal at lab at bcmo.com, and we'll see what we can do to help you, you know? GT86 to BRZ, 
you know, I like the 86 because the newer, newer model. There are some cam control issues, primarily the variable cam assembly in the early BRZs that were rectified with the GT86s. So whenever you have the opportunity to go to a newer model, especially if you still have the advantage of both port injection and direct, of course you want to choose the laptop, which is nice, you know. Boosted K24 Accord, I like how you think, you know. This uh, man bike, um, no, Purell does not make something for wet clutches. If you have a Harley Davidson, which is very popular with the Harley guys, where there's a separate crankcase from the, from the, from the uh, case for the gearbox, then yes, you can. The oil is very slippery. It has a very high coefficient, uh, I mean, low coefficient of friction, very high lubricity, is what I should say, content. That being said, it's not good for wet clutches, but if you have a separate compartment or you want a dry clutch, you can by all means use Pure without climbing any poor cycle engine, which is pretty nice. But in two stroke and what clutches, no. They don't have anything yet, you know? So Red Planet X, I just talked about that. Um, yes, E85 helps a lot. It allows you to run a higher boost and without having to worry about detonation. On NA applications, it allows you to make five to 8% more power. You do tend to consume anywhere from 30 to 40% more fuel. So the gas mileage aspect actually is a decrease, but it's cleaner burning, smells good. I love the smell of the 85 when it's poured in and when it's combusted, which is pretty cool. And there's just power potential there. It's great, and it's, it's nice. Touch intake is much cooler. It does a great job in widening your tuning window, which is fantastic, you know? Um, so that being said, you convert it and stay with Pure Up. It's, if you look at the Pure Up bottles, especially the newer bottles, it shows E85 and methanol compatibility. I haven't seen such chemical resilience with other oils, which is pretty interesting, you know? Thank you so much, Fast Flores. I'm here to help. The reason why I do this is because at BC Moto, I tend to get the same questions over and over again. I said, what is a good form for me to help out? Which is one. Two, I wish I had this information when I was growing up, when I started in motorsports. I really had one guy, John Conciati, he's the founder of AEM. He helped me tremendously, but he wasn't always available. And all the things he taught me, I didn't have a source to go and look at it. I didn't have an archive. So... The great thing about what I'm doing with you guys today, it's on Instagram for 24 hours. Then you can always listen to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, or even on Anchor. And then it's on the YouTube BC Motor channel. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go into YouTube, type in BC Motor, subscribe to the channel, and you get updates, and you can review this at your leisure, which is pretty cool, you know? B18A1 for turbocharging, those are really cool. They're still good. As a matter of fact, if I had to choose between an NA A1 or a boosted A1, I'd go boost. The key to making power is to get as much fuel and air as possible into, into the engine with the right amount of, I would say, ratios. So the key to making power, whether you're using atmospheric pressure or using boost, is to be able to get as, or chemically through nitrous, is to get as much oxygen into the engine with the appropriate amount of fuel. So that being said, an A1, since there's slight limitations with the head and definitely with the valve train, Boosting it is really a blessing in disguise, you know? Hello, Zephyr, good seeing you, thank you so much. Any engineering contacts at Mazda that you may be able to discuss issues with the ND transmission? Yes, there is. Um, I don't know if it was you, Zephyr, or someone else who told me that the ND gearboxes are made of glass. So there is, actually, there's a very good person I can talk to you about. Um, what I'd love for you to do for me, Zephyr, if you really want me to help, is to shoot me a quick email. Send me an email to bc, B-I-S-I, at bcmo.com. Show me your experiences, and I'll get it into the head of engineering there, who I have a relationship with. By all means, write that email, I'll make something happen. Thank you so much for believing in me and thinking that I can help you with that. Hello, Chrissy, GTR, good seeing you, good afternoon. My pleasure indeed. Um, so, CRX, Ron, Autosauce, you came a little bit late. I mentioned earlier, I confessed earlier, that I haven't looked into the rules of the Honda YouTube challenge, but I love a challenge. And if I look at it and it works with my schedule, I'll be more than happy to participate, which is cool. Thank you so much. You know, by all means, try Viking. The Odyssey you'd like so much? Well, I'm building something that is more of a revenge car for the Odyssey. You know, one thing about Odyssey is, it's about 5,000 pounds, so it's heavy. It's really cool, very luxurious. Leather interior, thanks to SOS. Nice AC, everything works, reverse camera, side mirrors, with, you know, the, the, the six-speed conversion feels like factory in a factory location. Car starts beautifully, whether I'm at sea level or I'm at the elevation of Pikes Peak, starts beautifully. It's a great car. 
but it's front wheel drive. I can fit but such a big tire in it, it has no traction. The new car I'm building, the new wagon van is gonna be lighter, very powerful, more powerful than my old wagon, and it's gonna hook up, which is pretty good. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, Hedy said Purell is 85 and methyl compatible. Absolutely they are, you know? Thank you so much, Red Planet. My, my pleasure indeed, you know? So the pros and cons of, E80, of uh, blending, 85 and 91 or 93. So the pros are, you get some of the advantages of the additional methanol there. You have a wider tuning window. You have a higher anti-knock capability. If you burn the same amount of air with E85 versus gasoline, you create more heat with E85. What does that mean to you? You make more power. So E85 in the same environment can make, especially atmospheric pressure, can make five to 8% more power than gasoline. So what happens when you blend it, you have a little bit more power to make. It's very nice. It's much cleaner for the valves. It cleans things out. It's really nice. What are the cons? If you tune, if you tune with a particular volume component of 91 and 93, you need to keep that consistent. So imagine you put in, by volume, 30% E85, 70% 91 or 93. You tune for that. Optimize your ignition timing. Optimize your fueling. But then next time you put in even more 85, what end up happening is you can run lean. And above and beyond that, your tune will be slightly off. If you go even the other opposite direction where you run less, you can really get into trouble because your ignition was optimized for a higher octane rating. So the disadvantage is being able to blend each time. It's the challenge of being able to blend those combinations. If you have the ability to have a flex fuel setup, that's the best thing. That's why I love the AEM Infinity Series 2 does it too. Some engine, other engine managements allow you to do that so you can combine any combination of E85 and gasoline or ethanol and gasoline without problem. Whether you're running pump E10 in California or E90, you can tune for each fuel and interpolate between the two. Make sure things are fine in between and you'll be fine, you know? Heavy Foot 94 is asking, he heard that inline six motors don't like nitrous. Is this true? Absolutely not. That is a big rumor. It is a myth. It's an internal combustion engine. Here's where you can get in trouble, especially with inline sixes. If you have a single fogger system and you have an intake manifold that is not designed for ideal distribution, you can get in trouble. So what does that mean? You'll end up having a situation where certain cylinders get more air than others, which means those cylinders get more nitrous than others, which means if you didn't tune properly, you can have a lean mixture in one and a rich in the other. And it can be so bad that you can have engine failure. So what is the best thing to do whenever in doubt? Go direct port. A direct port nitrous system will ensure that each cylinder gets the appropriate amount of fuel and air, especially the amount of nitrous that you're using. Even if you're using a dry system where you're using your injectors to compensate for the fuel, you can do it. The biggest problem are people who use a single fogger and have distribution problems with the intake manifold. And of course, you can see challenges, you know? You know? So, let's see. Follow Smart is actually, where can you get a Beast Motor Motor shirt? On the Beast Motor website. If you go on beastmotor.com and you have a menu up top on the upper right hand corner, you pull down to store, if you click on that, you'll see a variety of shirts. You'll see this one, you'll see the turbo shirt, you'll see the turbos and tuning, you'll see quite a few. You, I think we even have some of the uh, Mulholland, Mulholland shirts up there, which is pretty nice, you know? Uh, oh, so. Dark Ray is asking, I mentioned the methanol injection pre-turbo a few times where I put water methanol in front of turbo and what I've seen, it cools down the intake charge very nicely. It takes my turbo, um, I would say, um, uh, what's it? compressor map and widens it very nicely. My air coming out of turbo, post-turbo, is even cooler. It's wonderful. The only problem I had was, I noticed since water is a very good cleaning agent, erosion agent, it started eroding some of my blades after a while. But nitrous pre-turbo, pre that's another challenge where I feel that, in theory, distribution could be an issue, but I haven't tried it yet. That'd be very nice. David, same thing, be similar website, no problem whatsoever. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you so much, you know. So Levigo is asking, do what we, is there a 1550 weight in Purell? What Purell does have is a 2050 weight. And the 2050 weight is ideal, and you've seen the bottle itself, it's saying 2050 is recommended where 1550 or 2050 is suggested. So, by all means, the 2050 that Purell has, Libitigus, will work very well for you. 
Bear in mind that the W in the 15W50 doesn't mean weight. It means winter versus what happens at operating temperature. So in much colder climates, like super cold climates, close to zero degrees, you find that the oil will act as a thinner agent. In this case, a 20 weight for the 2050 Purell, for the 20W50. And at that colder temperature, it's easier to crank over for the starter. It helps with you getting better gas mileage when you're driving off. But what happens due to the addition of what is known as viscosity modifiers, as the temperature go up, the oil gets thicker to give you the protection. So the number that's very, very important is the second number in the 10W30 or, um, or the 5W30 or the 20W50. It's the thicker part for the protection. The previous, the one with the W, is for cold areas. And in California, we never have to worry about that. It's nice, you know? So this bike, this min bike, it's asking, oh, I should tell them to look at the wet clutch motors before two-stroke. Yes, I'm going to be talking to them later after SEMA or at SEMA. So I'll suggest it, by all means. They tend to listen to me, which is nice. I'm very honored. But um, yeah, demand is the main thing, you know? More wagon. Yes. You're going to be so tired, sir, DG, of the wagon in three weeks that you're going to be like, VC, enough. Too much wagon information. So it's in paint right now. So come out of paint, and it'll start coming together very nicely. It has the capability of being the best car we've ever built. It's pretty exciting. Oh, salutations to you as well, Luxury, you know. Do I like it? Do I like Nike? I'm not a big tennis shoe, guys. You see, I have like John Bavatos here. See, I'm wearing. So, the only time I wear tennis shoes, I think I have one pair of Nikes that I go to the gym with. That's what I work out with. That's pretty much all I have. Yeah, you know. Um, so, GD3 says, I'm losing one to two pounds of boost above 5K. What's causing this? It's an L15, eight pounds of boost. There's so many things that cause that. So what I would do first, the first thing I would do is to do a boost leak test. And it's very simple to do. All you do is disconnect your blower valve, okay? Find, you can get this at Home Depot. You can find one of those caps, PVC caps. Find a cap that's the same diameter as your inlet on your turbo. Remove your filter system if you have one. Get one of those uh, silicone clamps, bolt up, the silicone clamp to the inlet of the turbo, get the cap that you got from Home Depot, Lowe's, or whatever the case may be, that's made of PVC, drill two holes. On one hole, put in like a little nipple, the nipple that you may use for like a, uh, an eighth MPT, for like a blow valve, or just for you to put a vacuum hose on. The other hole, put in like a, you know these valve stems that you use for tires? Bolt that onto that. So that's now gonna be like your filling station for the cap that you're doing for your system, okay? Throttle body, make sure it's closed. Put that cap on. You know that little nipple you put on, the eighth MPT? Connect that to your blow valve, because what you want to do, you'll create an opportunity where pressure keeps everything, the blow valve closed. And then that little nipple with the air valve, get like an air compressor or a tank, and push in like 20 PSI or so. Just give it to about 20 PSI and pressurize your system. Then start spraying around and listening. If you have a leak, the only slight history here should be at the throttle body, but you can quickly determine if you have a boost leak somewhere. And if that happens, fix that leak and that'll fix your problem. Secondly, if you have a wastegate issue, where your wastegate starts sitting properly, that can cause that as well. Or if your exhaust back pressure is too high, that could also cause that problem as well. Now, if this is something that happened afterwards, that's one thing. If it happened from day one, do a boost leak, that can fix it and then look into your back pressure and also how well your wastegate sealing, whether it's internal gated or externally gated. That will help you tremendously, you know? Carl is asking, talk about the W21 project. I'll be more than happy to. I grew up in the 2000s and 90s and of course we saw how crazy touring cars were there. And you know what I love about touring cars, unlike cars today? Touring cars were the cars that were so awesome because they looked like something that you can literally drive off from the lot of a dealership. They looked like the cars we drove around. And being that my parents owned a station wagon, I love the Volvo 850 wagon. I love the old school Mercedes 190Es. I love that boxy look. I just loved it. I always wanted to build a touring car. Many of you don't know this, but even in the early 2000s, my CRX, I even got those crazy Mazda racing beat wheels that look like touring car wheels that were really a nod to the Bonneville project that Mazda put together with Japan. I bought those wheels just to put on my CRX, which looks really cool because it made it look like a touring car. But I loved watching JC, you know, those, those JTTC cars, BTC, British Touring, DTM from Germany. 
and this is my nod to it. I, my goal is to build something that really pays homage to the old school touring cars from Germany, but with today's technology, drive-by-wire, modern turbocharging, manual gearbox, all that fun stuff. So I was capable enough, lucky enough, to find from one of you Instagrammers a nice manual gearbox in the valley. And I picked it up right before I went out to New York for filming with Netflix, which was a little bit a few months ago. That is going to be my key project for next year. And of course, I'm at Trump Pistons today. Trump is going to be making for me the Pistons for that as well. The block is a, it's a pretty good one, one that's popular in Europe, but not very popular here. I'm highly considering doing an M104 engine, either a 3.2 or 3.6. Right now it has a 2.6 liter mechanical injection setup, which is quite archaic, but I want to make it better. It's pretty nice, you know? So I hope that helps, by all means, you know? Um, Sleeper is asking, ah, my seat just fell. Let me try and mix this up. Okay. Sleeper just asked, um, E36, turbo or supercharged? I love the lack of lag with superchargers, but I love the versatility of turbocharging, even with the slight heat management. So I'd go boosted. I'd go turbocharged. That's what I would do, you know? My pleasure, Zephyr. Send me that email. I'll be more than happy to, to take care of you. Autosauce, thanks for the heart. I appreciate that indeed, you know? So, Josh is buying a 330 CI. Should he get an M3 engine and turbo or just turbo? Get an M3 engine if you can. Those engines are pretty sick. M3 is the way to do it. Oh, luxury, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry I couldn't put on a better show because I didn't have great traction. The car makes more power than anything on set, but traction was not my friend. But I'm building right now a revenge car. So you'll see that very soon. It's pretty exciting, you know? Hello, Kyle, good seeing you. By all means. Thank you for the link, Autosauce. Thank you so much, you know? Fast Floors is asking, any of my vehicles for sale, are they made custom, made to order? So once in a while I do sell some of my cars. Right now I do have the CRZ, my original CRZ that I built for American Honda in 2010. It made 533 horsepower. We toned it down because we were breaking gearboxes left and right. So now it's about 350, it's still very fast. We have that for sale. I think the car has like 2,000 miles on it. So if you're interested in that, send me a DM here on Instagram and I'll be more than happy to try and do a smashing deal. We put in tens of thousands of dollars to build that. I would sell it for a fraction. It's not doing anything for me at the office. I'll be more than happy to have someone else enjoy that CRZ. It's really cool. And I use the original CRZ engine, fully built. I will sell the car for less than half of what it cost me to build the engine. How's that? And it comes with a full flat system and everything. It's pretty cool, you know? Um, Marcus is asking, would a twin turbo T3, T4 hybrid on an 06 Cayman be okay for fact zero sixty time and a quarter mile racing? Yes, it would be. That would be ideal. Um, especially if, you're, if it came in S. You can do great things, and we even have an engine management solution that allows you to plug and play without cutting your harness or anything like that. So by all means, that would be really good. T34 would give you the nice amount of spool and top end power to have a fun with quarter mile racing and also to improve your zero to 60. The one thing that you will have to address will be a clutch system and with time progresses, depending on how much power you make, your gearbox. So I hope that helps, Marcus, you know? So Campbell's asking, do I still make for parts for Honda? If you go on my website, Cambo, you notice that we removed a lot of information when it comes to retail sales. We're moving away from retail, and we're gonna do a lot more bigger projects for OEMs and big companies. So that being said, I still do have a few items in stock. If there's something you need, and you need it right now, get it while it's hot, I may still have some stuff in inventory. I'll be more than happy to, to offer that to you. We still have some partners out there we have components for, but if you're looking for a camshaft, valve train, hit me up. I'll see what I can do to help you out, okay, in the meantime. But very soon, it will be gone. Oh, David, so sorry. Please ask me again. There's so many, there's so many questions <laughs> that's going on. I don't know what's going on here. There's so many questions that are happening um, at the same time, so I'm having a hard time keeping, keeping in touch with all of them. So forgive me, please. Please do. Okay, let's see. It is awesome, Gary. Thank you so much, you know. Um, with all that horsepower, what would be the all-around best breakthrough brand? I don't have the answer for you yet. I haven't played on all breakthrough brands yet. I haven't. So far, I've been using a lot of DOT5 stuff, um, but right now, the best I've played around with is the guys from StopTech. Their stuff has been great for me so far. It doesn't boil very easily. It's compatible with some older stuff, and I've had success with this stuff from our friends at StopTech, you know? Hello, New Zealand, Joe. Thank you so much. You are too kind. I appreciate the kind words, by all means, you know? It's too hard for you, Sam? I'm here to help, by all means. Please, I am here to help, you know? Can you make 400 on an NA all-motor B-Series? I know the limitations of the B-Series head. So you're talking about 400 wheel? 
it's possible but not without a lot of machining not without a custom head for the stock head the port volume is too limited in my opinion you have to flow at least you have to get a b-series flow at 25 inches of depression at any lift ideally closer to 500 or so at least 390 pfm and that's hard to do with the port configuration of a b-series na that's really hard you know so let's see hello that good seeing you um how do i feel on the ass about engine builders that learn as they oh no so I am not a huge advocate of that Arnie SoCal, but engine builders that learn as they work. If you're experimenting with your own project, that's good, but not on customers' projects. I'm, I'm against that. That's why people ask me, hey, VC, go into Porsche. This blue one is the first Porsche I ever built. I did not touch any customers' Porsches until I played with mine. I didn't touch any Vipers until I played with mine. I experiment with my own project first, not on customers' cars. That is a bad idea indeed, because if something happens, what are you gonna do with your customer? It's not a good idea. Perfect your craft, and then explore helping others. That's the way to go about it, indeed, you know? Focus RS parts in the future, nothing in the works. If I have any kind of relationship with a guy with a Ford Focus, I'll direct him to our friends at Mountain, which are here in Carson, nice guys, and they know their stuff, you know? Hello, Fast Flores, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Hello, get that body right, you know? Appreciate that. A DRS system on the new Mercedes, like the current DTMs, that'd be cool. <laughs> I don't have access to any of those, but that'd be cool to do. Hello, Tundercord, good seeing you, you know. Ooh, sister is building a turbo M104, 3.2. Wow, that's cool, I love those engines. They're really, really good, which is nice, you know. Um, oh, so, guys, especially those of you in Southern California, Haiti makes a great point. There's a speed district event this Saturday and Sunday at Fontana. You don't have to pay to watch. There's gonna be so many cool cars there. Speed district event, don't miss it. I should be there with one of my cars, especially on Saturday. So since my cars are in paint, I may have a little bit of time. I'm gonna take care of some of my clients who need my immediate help, and I will be there. So by all means, come out, Saturday, Sunday, Fontana Raceway, Speed District, it's cool. If you love cars, you love racing, that's the place to go. It's gonna be great. Let me see if we can grab Barry for a moment. Um, hang tight, guys. Hey, Barry, are you there? Come on, come on down. So guys, this is someone that many of you don't get to meet. He's really cool. This is Barry Meza. He's a chief engineer here at Trom. He's the reason why I'm successful today. See this prison? He designed it. He's, he's gonna be modest too. But Barry is great. He, what, he's got some hearts here. I appreciate that, guys. Barry's great and he is the one who designs all the pistons and allows me to be successful in all my endeavors. Street, show, and track. His piston designs are absolutely fantastic. Wow, lots of hearts. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate that. So Barry, what do you have to do coming the pipeline with Tron? Uh, well, we have a lot of things uh, that we have going. Uh, the main things that we're doing right now is actually working on some rotating kits for uh, Eagle Specialty Products. Ah. Uh, they are doing a lot of billet cranks. I'm, I'm not sure if you talked. I said, I talked a little bit about the S2000 and the Subaru and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the K20, they have a 93 millimeter billet K20. Oh, K20 93, uh, that's nice. And um, they, they, they can use in a couple different ways. Busy, right. Uh, will tell you firsthand that you know you can put it on the K24 yep and uh, get the 59 uh, the standard length rods will actually give you a beautiful compression height for a uh, high boost okay. uh, and, and a great raw ratio great raw ratio too yes. cool. <laughs> hey Ari <laughs> and if you go down to uh, the 86 millimeter board then you can get a lot more compression for the uh, 93 stroke with an 86 millimeter bore, you nice. can easily get a 13 to 1 compression. Nice! 13 to right 1. Right now, it's probably really difficult to get in a regular K20 right. uh, engine due right. to displacement. Um, other than that, it's just uh, making pistons, trying to make as many pistons as we can. We're working mainly in doing uh, uh, custom pistons right now. You know, we don't have the capacity to have a lot of shelf, but we are working on, on putting a couple things on, on the shelf for them. Oh, hello, Mr. Padre. You. Thank you so much. We had a question earlier. Someone asked, do you have both shelf and also custom? They do a lot of custom, they have some shelf, but by all means, if you have any need for pistons, this is the place to come to. Barry is, he's like the key maker. You know the key maker in Matrix where they hide him and this guy is sick. He's the only, honestly, he's the only piston engineer I've ever met where I provide him a design, some insight, and he makes it better than I ever could imagine, you know? What is this, Richard's asking? This is Trump Pistons, this is Barry. He's a chief engineer here. 
Pirate Auto, this is actually one of his pistons right here. Look at that. It's a high compression 300ZX turbo application. Look at the strength of this thing. This thing is, if you break this, I'm going to give you a medal. This is awesome. I mean, I'm talking about breaking power-wise, not by breaking <laughs> with a horrible tune, but this is great. Ah, so Pro Phoenix Daz says, tell you Petra. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Some Petra, Petra is the lady we met in the, the UK in oh, my last trip to the UK. So, okay. Uh, hello, Petra. Oh my goodness. I mean, <laughs> said Duran get to work is what Hedy said. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a beautiful piston. He just got here. Very nice. Thanks. This is beautiful. This guy is great. Yes, we, we we're doing right now. We're actually just finished doing some uh, shelf type 2J fees as well. So 2J. We have, we have a, I have a couple extra sets if anybody needs anything at 8.5 compression, really low compression. We have them at nine, and then we're gonna have them at 10 to one wow. as well. Uh, as well as actually having some really heavy-duty outlaw pistons good oh, nice. for 2,000 horsepower. Outlaw pistons, 2,000 horsepower. How many cylinders? Uh, six cylinders. Six cylinder, 2,000 horsepower. He can make it. My experience has been Porsche, Honda, Ford, Hyundai. Even the engines we've done for Hyundai corporate for their race engines. He supplied me with the pistons for those. So when you see cars out there doing it, this is the best kept secret. But not anymore. No, <laughs> not anymore. Long. Not for too long, so. <laughs> Not for too long. But right now is the best case secret. Guys, I'm telling you, if you need pistons, <clears throat> how can they reach you? What's the best way to reach you? Uh, through my email or Instagram. Just uh, You can message me through Instagram, uh, Facebook Messenger, or just send me an email down at uh, sales at triumphpistons.com. So can I get this info? Yes, you can. Triumph Pistons. Does he, do you also make custom pistons for Nissan SR series? The SR, uh, we're doing right now, we're doing some outlaw for the SR20 PE. Yeah. Who's building that? Uh, well. <laughs> well, he can't tell, but I, there's it, an outlaw setup for an SR. What is going on this planet? Outlaw is like planet. the top of the line. These are people who power is a must. Reliability is even more important, and you just can't. Please spell out your IG. Don't just spell Traum. Uh, Traum spells uh, T, T as in Tom, R as in Robert. A as an apple, U, M as in Mary, uh, Pistons, P-I-S, T-O-N-S. He's nervous, guys. Sorry about that. Drum. This is it. That's it. Keeping the dream alive. The dream of going fast and doing things well as the man that we love so much, Nick, Big Nick. Keeping his dream alive. This is it. Drum. That's the way. That's it. See, you can't miss this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hypnotizing you. Anyway, guys. This is great. So, not Trump. Oh my God. No, Trump, you know? So, how many years experience have you had machining? Ah, I love this. Well, uh, uh, I started working doing this when I was 19 years old. I started in 1989, I started working at Area Systems. And now he's 23. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> yeah, and I'm uh, 48 years uh, old, 49 years old right now. So I worked there until the old man passed away in uh, last year, January 2nd, 2017. So that was actually only about two weeks shy of working there 28 years. So I did everything from machining uh, in the first few years that I, that I was there, working on manual machines. And then towards the late 1990s, I started doing CNC programming and machining. And I started running the shop and doing the design in late 1990, 1997, 1998. And I've been doing piston design uh, ever since. That was actually roughly after, um, um, before I actually met uh, BC there, that we started working on, on the uh, D16. Yes, D-series, <laughs> which reminds me. So I've known Barry, I've worked with him since the early 2000s, 2001, I believe it was. I've been working with him exclusively since then. Now, I see what you wrote there. Vitar Pistons. You know, Barry, you have to forgive me. I have to get on my on my soapbox. <laughs> Don't you ever, ever use Vitar Pistons in your build. You know what? I get it. I do hate it. Damn right. Here's the thing about Vitar Pistons. They may be cheaper for you initially. They were meant for Suzuki. Hell, the Vitar Pistons people are using our aftermarket Vitaras even. You know what happens? It may be cheaper. The compression height is not ideal. So you're more prone to detonation. But when those pistons break, and they do, See, everyone's laughing at me. When they do break, it takes everything with it. Your turbo, your valves, it goes to other cylinders. It kills your block. You are now, stop goofing around. See this? $500, $500 worth of insurance of, of sound mind. You can't get $500, write to me. I'll get it to you for $500. You need to have pistons 
that once you do it, your mind's at ease. Reliable power is great. Screw Vatara. Yes, EJ. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. I get really excited. Please don't. D-Series Brothers, don't ever, ever, ever use Vataras. Please. See this? $500 worth of insurance. You buy Vataras for a couple hundred bucks. When it goes out, it kills everything. Yeah, you know what? Fast forward, I'll get Venmo for you. You need to get this business. By all means, write to me. Everyone's laughing. Write to me. I'm going to get you going. <laughs> I'm sorry, Barry, but I get really excited. I get really emotional about this. Well, because I know my D-Series guys. Popular, Don't say the B-word. He's right. Well, it's a popular setup. And remember, they started doing it in Puerto Rico back in the day. They it's were doing cheap. This in 1990. It's bad. I don't care if they did it in the 1500s. It's not good. The, you, end up spending, you end up spending more money because you have yes. to come back and redo everything. And you have to do it properly now. So you have to pay uh, a lot more than you yes. did back in... And then you have my new turbo, and then valve train, and then your block is shot. Man, don't, forget, don't, don't get me started. Don't forget the labor charges. Labor! Then what about your time? You could be out there racing, having fun, and now you're, you're messed up because your guitar is messed up. Don't do it! If you start using guitars, don't come my feet anymore. Don't come back on my feet. But, if you honestly, on a serious note, you want something that's reliable. I need my, where's my, where's my, I need my judge hat. I do. I need my hat. But honestly, um, guys, I'm here to help. Trump pisses for life. These guys know their stuff. This guy's a mad scientist. He's a crazy engineer. I love him. He's the reason Thanks. why he's You talk about success. I use Trump pistons in my builds. And you know what? It's great. And he always finds a way to make it better. We work together. We change information all the time. I break my engines in with Purell. They have a braking oil, the Onyx, which is great. It is a match made in heaven, guys. You know what? Don't just, yeah, thank you. Don't spend, you said double, more than that. <laughs> By all means. Probably, don't yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it, guys. It's not worth it. So, guys, I have to head out to the airport. I love spending this hour with you guys. Barry, thank you so much for joining me in this session. My pleasure. This will be up on my Instagram for 24 hours. Then you can listen to it right now on Anchor, on Spotify, on Radio Public, on iTunes. And it'll be up on, the, on I guarantee you tomorrow, I'll make sure it's up on the BC Motor YouTube channel. So, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate that for the kind words. I'm getting the wagon finished. I'm on the wagon. I'm on it, guys. Next time you see me, I'll be showing me. I'll show you guys how I'm building the engines. Hang tight. Take care. God bless. Pure Cheers. power. Pure power. <laughs> uh, I'm good. Bye, boys.